0: Hello, world. This is Roger Corvale and this is For the Hope. Here, we read through the Bible conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. His name was Don And I say that in the past tense because I've not spoken to him in a couple of decades when we worked together at a company that was acquired by Microsoft. But his experience while at Microsoft actually connects to the day after Christmas, at least I think so, and maybe even a little bit of Jesus. Hey, Hopeful, welcome to For the Hope's Sunday Reflection, where we pause from our Monday through Saturday reading through the Bible in a year bit to reflect on life and work and maybe even our hearts in a little different way. We're going to come back to dawn in a moment, but I promise that it will connect. In the last couple days, I was reading Psalm 4 on my own, and I went digging when I saw something in a commentary that didn't seem to connect with the text. The commentary referenced something that the text didn't seem to say or, or just made me pause So I did what any one of you can do. You don't need a seminary degree to just compare Bible translations. Many or even most verses are rendered about the same, but sometimes they're different, and that gives you a little insight. The reason, of course, is that because the original Hebrew text, in the case of the Old Testament, might have sometimes a semantic range that's broad, Or sometimes, because all translation involves interpretation, the translators had to make a choice. So, check this out. Here are four different translations of Psalm 4-2. How long, exalted ones, will my honor be insulted? How long will you love what is worthless and pursue a lie? That's the Christian Standard Bible, the one that I normally use here. Here's the ESV. O men, how long will my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? Hmm, interesting. Love what is worthless. Seek vain, vain words and seek. We'll keep going. Here's the NIV. How long will you people turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Ooh, now we've gone from lies to false gods. And here's the NASB, one of the more literal translations that a lot of scholars use. O sons of men, how long will my honor become reproach? How long will you love what is worthless and aim at deception? So, three out of four of those say something about people pursuing lies or deception, while the NIV refers to that as false gods. Well... Are false gods lies or deception? Yep. And if we put anything ahead of God, isn't that in fact idolatry? Or a false god? Yeah, it sure is. Now today is the day after Christmas, one of the biggest shopping days of the year. And this is no rant against consumerism, but it got me to thinking about people and technology and shopping and, and our hearts maybe in an analogical sort of way. You see, it snowed overnight here, but it's, so, you know, it wouldn't be wise to get in my car and go shopping, even if I wanted to. But the amazing thing about technology is that I can shop online. But at the same time, it's both easy to access infinite goods delivered easily. And at the same time, it is also a temptation to endless comparison, thinking that what you've got isn't good enough, or FOMO, fear of missing out. How might that apply to people? Well, as a guy who's been on dating sites on and off in the last half a dozen years, I've observed the same temptation with people. The good news is you can meet people online, even in the same town that you might never have met in any other circumstance But the temptation is to endlessly compare, thinking what you've got isn't good enough. FOMO, fear of missing out. The heart of the issue is the issue of the heart, of course. But it really should make us also think about how we lead and manage people or organizations. You see, Don was laid off and rehired at Microsoft three separate times. Rehired, meaning he wasn't laid off because of performance issues, but just because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Now, I am enough of a laissez-faire libertarian in my economic outlook that the company had free choice and Don had free choice. Nobody was getting forced to do anything here, right? This isn't a comment about, well, there ought to be a law. No, the point is the heart. My longtime business partner Scott, now among the dearly departed, used to say, you can manage people or you can manage numbers. And again, this isn't a bash on free enterprise, rather it's a call to check our own hearts. Because whether it's shopping for stuff or leading a team or a company or some other form of an organization, our highest call is what to honor god to put him first and anything else is a pursuit of deception and lies anything else is idolatry jesus himself said this is luke 12 15, jesus said he then told them watch out and be on guard against all greed because one's life is not in the abundance of possessions what is what are we supposed to truly value doesn't mean possessions are wrong. Is he saying that being that you shouldn't be a good business person or a good steward that grows the value of that which you're managing? No. In fact, that would be itself decidedly unbiblical. He's saying to guard your heart. We can manage people or we can manage numbers. Paul, writing to Timothy, famously said, 1 Timothy 6, 9, but those who want to be rich fall into temptation a trap and many foolish and harmless desires which plunge people into ruin and destruction for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil and by craving it some have wandered away from the faith pierced themselves with many griefs is he saying not to be a good business person or steward that grows the value of that which you're managing nope in fact that would be decidedly unbiblical he's saying to guard your heart and we can manage people or we can manage numbers. Or how about John, last one. 1 John 2.15 says, Do not love the thing, world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in this world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride in one's possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away, but the one who does the will of, the, of God remains forever is he saying to not be a good business person or steward or that stuff is wrong nope in fact that would be itself decidedly unbiblical he's saying to yep guard your heart we can manage people or we can manage numbers so you can see how God back to Psalm 4 how God might be getting in the business of someone God wants your heart your faithfulness And some are called to lead, manage, steward, grow. It's not wrong to be wealthy. In fact, leading and managing and stewarding and growing is right and true and good and beautiful. But given that we live in a world that didn't exist when we were growing up, with technology changing everything from the nature of our shopping to our relationship with people and even how we find a date, the risk is that we run the numbers at the expense of leading people, heart to heart, caught up in FOMO, fear of missing out. We can manage people or we can manage numbers. Now, excuse me while I see if I can go find a good deal on something I don't need. (laughs) I love you. Amen. Amen.